Hi folks, I'm Alan Watton. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 25th of October 2010. I always suggest that newcomers to the show look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com websites and help yourself to the hundreds of hours of talks I've given over the radio over the years. And I try to give you, in these talks, clues and shortcuts to the big picture of the system under which you live. And it's not a a democracy, it's not Republican, it's literally an authoritarian world society that's been brought about over centuries, in fact, of planning and implementation until they've got us to where we're global, basically. I try and give you the data and some of the movements and groups behind it, at least involved in it, and the big movers and shakers. And I try and use some of the, the, the books that they, they write for their memoirs. They love to boast about what they did to participate in what they call the great work. The rebuilding of the earth, the rebuilding of humanity itself, and literally the reorganization of divi- and division of labor, all the Marxian stuff as well, but you'll find that the big bankers were on board from the very beginning with this idea of a controlled world society. It's much more tidy to them, and they do like order and tidiness. While you're at it too, remember that you bring me to you, you're the audience. I don't ask for money from advertisers, I could have lots on, and um, I'd be living very well if I did. But then I'd have to bring them on, and you'd have to listen to really um, 10, 15 minutes, or even one hour promos, which are really uh, just advertising, really to sell products. But that's okay for most hosts. That's how they make their living. But for me, as I said, I, I can get a freer hand to say what I want to say. Um, and this goes straight through the talk show by myself, giving you information this way. So help me out. Buy the books and DVDs and CDs I have at cuttingtrimates.com. From the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can use personal checks. You can also use an international postal money order. You can order by PayPal. Just use the donation button. And after the donation, send your email, your name and address, and I'll get it out to you. Same across the rest of the world with the addition. If you really are feeling uh, a big spender, use Western Union or MoneyGram, which is cheaper, or PayPal to donate or to order. Some people just send cash, and that comes through as well. So the New World Order, as I say, is something that's not sprung upon us by surprise, at least those who've been studying it for years. And many people really are beginning to wake up to date to the fact that something's wrong. We still don't know all the facts. It'll take them a while to find out the facts. They'll get waylaid on the way with the deliberate um, uh, cons along the way who are they're put out there by those who control the world order to mislead you, take you off into outer space and a whole variety of things to waste your time away. And it helps the politicians because when you're looking for space aliens to capture or interrogate, good luck to you. Um, the politicians can go on signing at the G20, at global meetings and so on, and treaties that affect all of you, and you leave them alone by doing so, uh, by chasing the aliens. They, they really like that one. That's a good one, in fact, for them. They're very happy with it. So 
really, uh, you find in this world order that you don't have much say in anything at all. And it's becoming more apparent today as they even put away the, the, the pretense of having a say in things for the public. We're under authoritarian rule, and of course we're under also a war on terror, which is expanding into everything, free speech and so on. And people who complain about government eventually, just like the Soviet Union, because that was the model for the New World Order, um, will find themselves called anti-government. Even if you're complaining about simply one policy of government, your class is anti-government, and one day you will be definitely arrested or fined. Probably start with fines and so on. But it's coming that way. Now we're back with more after these messages. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. And just mentioning at the beginning of the show, this is a world order. It was always meant to be a world order. And societies, we might say, have worked for an awful long time through centuries of planning, taking over countries, creating empires. And sometimes the empires collapse when they pull out and move their money elsewhere and their physical persons. But also other societies, too, were heavily involved, and royalty and all the big leaders and shakers who were quite easy to buy off. So money rules the world, and those with the money rule the world, and there's no doubts about that. Uh, They get off with anything they want to do. They can pillage, they can rape, they can close down bank accounts, they can empty banks, and then they can get the government to reward them for doing it by the very people who got ripped off. So that's the world we live in, and we think it's all fair. Well, if you think that's bad, you have no idea what's coming down the pike. No idea whatsoever, because it's going to be a kind of scientific dictatorship as a rulers with authority and experts and so on in every different possible capacity of bureaucracy and levels of government, right down to your local level and your little commune. And yes, you will go into a commune, and even the communes of the 60s and 70s were all part of that also to destroy the family unit. That's what actually many leaders of the communes said, that they would destroy the family unit, that you couldn't um, stay with the same partner for more than two nights per week, and they swapped partners all the time. That was part of it. And um, if you did, you were out. So you had to constantly go on a whole round of different partners because they did not want bonding, which might create families and family units and what they called jealousies and bourgeois ideologies and so on. Now, there's a caller uh, who said, Colin, it's, it's from um, British Columbia. Uh, are you there? Hello? Yes. Are you talking to me, Alan? That's you, yes. It's Alex Hunter here. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, yeah, go I wanted to call in and, and express our gratitude that you're still here on the air, despite all your challenges. I certainly have a lot, yeah. <laughs> we know, and, and we're having quite a few ourselves. Um I couldn't uh, call in to, uh, or I couldn't get on RBN or your um, your Cutting Through the Matrix websites, all of them, mm-hmm. from my iPhone. Yeah. And I'm having to use other people's computers now. I got a whole line of laptops in front of me. <laughs> yeah. I got a little yeah. bit of support here, and um, I uh, was having a really hard time uh, accessing any of the information since we uh, I was on your show last um, about yeah. a month ago when you had that problem there. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. Also, too, you, you find that uh, I don't I don't get the problems with your your sites crashing or or uh, even just looking up a page on something and it gets locked up all the time. Uh, it, it doesn't matter if you're using a new computer, an old computer, or whatever. It happens to me all the time. And um, I get problems too with the phone. Every every other day I get problems. Even this morning I had this massive hum from last night on the phone, and um, it just cleared up before the show. Thank goodness. So maybe they're showing a little mercy, although I doubt it. Um, but you get this harassment. At one time, you know, lots of um, government employees in different countries, including Canada, uh, would listen to me during their breaks, and they'd, they'd just go onto the old shows and listen to them. And uh, eventually they put a lock on them. They can't access them anymore. And uh, that's the same for Britain, I think, and bureaucracy, government positions, and Canada, and some other countries as well, the States as well, I think. So it shows you the power that goes on behind the scenes that most people know nothing about. They never suspect their governments of doing that kind of thing. Now, they probably can go into porn sites and all the rest of it in their spare time, uh, but don't go into Alan Watts. So they don't want their minds getting bent, especially when you're showing the bureaucrats themselves what their part in this whole tragic scenario uh, happens to be. Absolutely. Um, I, I sort of uh, came to the conclusion that they could also uh, spike uh, microwave frequency in cell phones, computers, yeah. and even landlines, um, mm-hmm. based yeah. on uh, experiences I had in some forums last year, um, mm-hmm. particularly the Byron Pryor forum that I was talking to you about when we called in last year. And yes. um, the uh, the electronic um, harassment, sabotage, and outright attack that we experienced after that um, increased really dramatically. It was it was amazing, and we were trying to figure out where all those symptoms were coming from. Yep. And um, it's my opinion that um, they may well have had uh, the ability to spike the frequency or the or the microwave energy coming out of even laptops or or cell phones or even. Well, they can. In fact, I've got documentation here from the Pentagon on techniques which they were going to use. This is from about three years ago. And they said uh, they could use many... They could even fry your, your, um, your, your, your hard drive. They can fry it. And I know some people it's happened too, in fact. Uh, so they can fry your hard, hard drive. They can scramble up the computer and set all kinds of Trojans, of course, naturally, and, uh, and crash it. But they can also affect the person who's watching the screen. And they go through the different methods of... Uh, uh, there's even one they call a killer virus... And what it's designed to do is to show patterns on your screen that you're almost unaware of uh, with certain colors, and they can actually program your mind, uh, which will recognize these little symbols. It's in sync with the vibrations within different parts of your alpha and beta waves and so on. And they can actually start your heart slowing down or speeding up and stuff. Like I guess they could even stop it. So they're so far ahead uh, with all of this and, and neuroscience and so on, uh, combined with the technology that they can do an awful lot of nasty things to people. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. You know, the uh, I was having that problem. I, my first experience was with it was after I named a, a 33rd degree Mason and uh, Supreme Court justices who mm-hmm. who had uh, sexually assaulted Byron's uh, sister. She was 11 years old, and he fired Byron's niece. Yeah. Um, and after naming that guy, um, they just they they turned the heat right up on us, and uh, yes. that's the first time I, I I even doubted that it even happened to people. I thought they were nuts. Yes. And uh, yeah. after that, it, it it got a lot worse. Um, so we we had to take a break from activism for a while after we got Byron out and released because of radio show exposure, like uh, on RBN, and and we talked on your show about it and Dr. Yeah. Carly's etc. Yeah. Um, 
he was released finally after about uh, seven months. He was supposed to only be in there for a 90-day assessment, and they just tormented and tortured, nearly killed this guy. So um, yeah. the uh, the blatant corruption and lack of uh, uh, research or or investigation into this case and and the stonewalling by the entire system yeah. um, was was so obvious. I just wouldn't let go. And that's why we uh, we ended up having this happen to us. But um, it's now happening quite frequently. And yes. um, you know, we're I'm, I'm I've been under attack for basically by the government for 12 years after a car accident in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and um, they denied me my due compensation, diagnosis, and treatment because the uh, province owns the insurance corporations out here. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I heard about the that. Legal yeah. system. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's quite a blatant conflict of interest. And um, mm-hmm. I, I formed a, a coalition of the walking wounded uh, for Canada and America. Uh, we founded the first one on November 11th, 08. And uh, it was the Canadian Coalition of the Walking Wounded, which I uh, formed with a, a friend of mine in Saskatchewan who's an injured worker, uh, Bruce Junker. He's quite prolific in the injured workers forums. And uh, then I formed uh, the American Coalition of the Walking Wounded with uh, Bruce and uh, with uh, Mary Ann Hennon. And I also, uh, we, we also had another friend of ours who's not doing so well, but um, uh, he was uh, he was in the the, injured work, uh, the Canadian Injured Workers Forum, and uh, he actually helped found the Canadian Coalition of the work, Walking Wounded. Sorry. Um, so what what happened was we got attacked for that, but it was uh, nowhere near as uh, prolific as once we'd named this uh, this. Supreme Court Justice, yeah. and um, I found that recently my uh, efforts are being uh, rewarded by uh, things that seem to come out like, um, I'm thinking it's some kind of frequency that comes from the military ships in our oceans right now, mm-hmm. off of the west coast, uh, around Vancouver Island. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. um, uh, U.S. KC-135 and, and 110 anchors, which are airplanes, and they're flying around spraying black chemtrails on us. Yeah, I've seen the photographs, you, got, you, you have a site up too on that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you put them on your site? Not yet, but you have a site up, and uh, you should mention your own site, too. Yeah, well, we will. I'm, I'm Joker Tattoo on YouTube, and then we have uh, the World Anti-Chemtrail Day Rally coming up on November the 20th. It's on Facebook, and um, you can look it up, uh, Tone Western, T-O-N-E-W-E-S-T-E-R-N, is the name of my colleague uh, and the, the founder of it. I'm just sort of supporting her. I blew smoke into it. We we came up with this idea. She she came up with the idea, and it just took off. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're being censored off of Facebook as well. Um, they just crashed. The, they canceled the event on us yesterday. And mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, the alarming increase in um, electronic censorship, sabotage, yeah. harassment, and outright attack is, is really... Uh, really showing where we're going with this agenda and how quickly the, the agenda you've been talking about for over a decade. That's right. And, and the thing is, too, you have to be involved in it for it to happen. Most folk are just playing themselves on the computer, and they're left alone, of course, because they're doing nothing to, to attract any attention. And they, they, would, they would never believe it could possibly be going on in this nice country. But it is. It is. If you're active at all, especially if it's non-politically correct, uh, then you will definitely get all the harassment. But you, you know, it sounds strange to some people too, thinking about the signals and so on. Don't forget, Brzezinski said that they had the ability back in the 70s to basically um, bathe a whole continent with uh, different uh, frequencies to alter human behavior. And to be honest with you, I think the people are far, far too passive uh, when we see what's happening in the world, in their own little world too and uh, the cost of living, the unemployment, all the rest of it, they're far too passive as something's happening to them. 
And I really do think they've been using this technology. As I said, they would. You know, they don't make this technology. And then uh, guys like um, Brzezinski talk about it um, openly in his own book, Between Two Ages, uh, and just let it sit there on the shelf. It was made to be used on their own people, and I think they're actually doing it. And uh, I know that British Columbia has got an awful lot of experimentation going on there with the bases, etc. Ever like it's it's uh, bizarre like um when you know some days I think there was a Wednesday last week um and another friend of mine who's a, a photographer who might who might call in she's she's more than welcome to her her name uh, well if anyone calls from Victoria maybe you might want to put them on or or Saskatchewan um, yeah. but um uh, she's been photographing the uh, sky and she's a professional photographer she's done such an excellent job mm-hmm. and she has uh, I don't want to say her name unless she wants to say it but she's got sure a spy watch. But uh, but hold on uh, till after the break, you know, talk to you for a couple of minutes more. Hi folks, I am Alan Watts and we're cutting through the matrix and we're talking to a guy from British Columbia. It's um, it's Alex. It's Alex. I always get Alex mixed up with another guy, Andy. But it's Alex, and uh, he's done a lot on chemtrails. He's got his own sites up there with lots of um, photographs of the chemtrails uh, in that area. And I know for a fact it's heavily spread there, as it is in Ontario, uh, because so many people in BC have contacted me over the last few years, in fact, uh, telling me about the trails. And the black trails now have started. I saw this happening here a couple of years ago. Uh, I guess being trialed out, uh, and these trails would cut through all the other trails that were leaving, and and even sink through clouds, uh, and they were really black coloured, and of course the nasty weather tends to follow them right after as they spread out, and everyone's coughing and hacking etc. So we'll get back to the caller and uh, see if you've got anything to add. Yeah, I do. Um, the uh, usually they come out and they look white, um, and then after a while, if there's Sometimes it looks like a black beam is following the plane, or, or yeah. the plane is following a black beam, but it might be a shadow from the chemtrail in relation to the sun. Um, but I've been corrected on that. People say there are actually black beams in the sky um, that seem to be uh, more um, familiar with exactly what's going on. Um, I try and focus on filming the chemtrails every day um, when there's something worth looking at at, at sunrise and sunset. I go up to the mountaintops, and um, what I've been observing is the... Uh, the uh, frequency and scale of the attacks here in Victoria have gone up hundreds of a percent, um, mm-hmm. un- uh, well, hundreds of percent in uh, late August, so just before the kids went back to school. Mm-hmm. And with them, we ended up with increased, uh, you know, 24-month flu sim- sim- symptoms, which just never go away. Yeah. And um, what we're seeing is, um, you know, these planes flying overhead, sometimes five at a time. And they're just bombarding yeah. us with stuff. So if we can have a beautiful blue sky day and then all of a sudden, you know, by 12 o'clock they're flying around and by 3 or 4 the sky's completely covered. And yeah. they're able to blend these black chemtrails with the white mist and make a completely gray sort of uh, membrane or screen they pull over the sky right mm-hmm. over top of the, uh, the entire island and the surrounding area of Washington and Mm-hmm. Baker, the lower mainland island uh, area, and, the, and up how, how, how about health effects? Have you noticed health effects yourself? Yes, yeah, so I, I interviewed uh, some. I, I personally have really bad ones, but um, I'm standing in it, and I, I think I'm actually getting really sick. And I'll explain that in a sec. But um, 
just to give you the official story, um, which is off the record, of course, but I, I spoke with people in BGH here, uh, Victoria, Victoria General Hospital, when I was in there, I finally got spinal surgery after 12 years because I put them in an awkward position where I was bringing injured workers and auto accident patient claimants down to L.A. for uh, to go to Mexico to their clinics. They had 20 clinics down there. Angela's Health International did. And uh, they finally called me in for surgery. So while I was there, I interviewed people, and I had people coming in and out of my uh, my hospital room while I was there for the next day recovering, and uh, they were getting flyers from me, and I talked to everybody in the hospital that I could. And everybody said there was a huge increase in respiratory and immunodeficiency-related illness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so my symptoms uh, were, were directly, they, they were a lot like that. I started to get flu and respiratory problems, and so did mm-hmm. my son. Yeah. And uh, so we were up there filming quite a bit, and um, I ended up uh, having sort of a slimy coating on my face and creepy crawly skin. Mm-hmm. And I was drinking nanosilver, and that would get rid of the flu symptoms, but it sure wouldn't take care of anything that was chemical. No. And uh, that would that would persist. But any kind of uh, microbiology, whether it be uh, bacteria, virus, uh, mold, fungus, or parasite, it would kill that. So nanosilver is a really good thing to have. Um, and uh, anyway, so I was using that and going into a health clinic here in uh, Victoria where friends of mine are giving me free treatment at a hyperbaric oxygen uh, clinic. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are people that sent money into you before. They're really good people. Um, in fact, I'm there right now. And uh, so when anyway, I went in and um, what I, what happened was uh, I, I was suffering from chemtrail, you know, fatigue or or you know worse. And uh, I was able to pick myself up by doing hyperbaric oxygen chambers, drinking a lot of water, and um, you know, trying to get uh, as healthy as possible. Uh, you know, I'd do all kinds of different treatments with ozone and steam or uh, infrared saunas, etc. And uh, we're drinking greens, and that's detoxifying, and it seems to help quite a bit. But there's one thing we're not able to deal with, and that's uh, Morgellons. Yeah. And um, this is what I think is happening is that, like, they, they fly overhead, and they spray this coating, and they mix it up with the heart, like the, the black and the white chemtrails. They mix it together, or whatever moisture is in the air, they mix it all together with the harp system, and it turns into a flat screen. Mm-hmm. And it's only the same thickness all over the top of the sky. It's completely synthetic, you can tell. Yeah. Um, and then what they're doing is, I noticed this in late August, um, some military ships were outside of our, uh, our uh, off the tip of Vancouver Island, right off the tip of Souk, and in between Port Angeles and Souk, and you can see this one long military ship there. And I've been pinpointing them on my uh, Joker Tattoo uh, YouTube channel. Um, it's J-O-K-E-R-T-A-T-T-O-O-O. I forgot to say that the last time. Anyway, I'm pinpointing the, the location of this military ship, and I've seen them actually releasing fog, like mm-hmm. fo- synthetic fog trails into the ocean. So what happens is they, they come in, and now you've got moisture right from the ground up to the mycoplasma screen in the, above us. Yeah. Do, do, do you know they were doing that in Britain? Uh, and that's declassified now, and I read out the mainstream even, uh, that uh, the, the British Navy were releasing um, barium and cadmium. Uh, it's uh, mists out of uh, massive um, compressors. Of, of Norwich and uh, they, they coated the whole area of Norwich with the wind blew it in, inland then they tested all the public and watched them as they got sick and ended up getting cancers and so on yeah. uh, back with more after this break
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back and we're cutting through the matrix. Is Alex still there? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, what you do is also send me those uh, links you had to uh, YouTube and so on, and I'll put them up tonight if I can get them before uh, I start uploading. Okay. Excellent. I really appreciate that. That would be awesome. Um, the, uh, the World Anti-Chemtrail Day March, what we intend to do is make the world's first um, documentary or, or film with the world's first worldwide protest. And what we intend to do is, because our lives depend on it, is uh, because we feel these, these aren't just soft-kill attacks. They're sort of stepping it up. The technotronic uh, frequencies that mm-hmm. they play through that mist that I was talking about when they put out that fog has uh, actually affected a lot of people's uh, memory. There are people that make appointments. They're forgetting you're making the wrong appointments. There's mistakes. Yeah, but actually that, again, is, is actually documented. If you go in to look at... Um I think it was, uh, oh, it was Teller. Teller was the scientist who talked about spraying the skies with metallic particles and salts and using uh, technotronic um, signals through them uh, to alter the moods of behavior. He's a guy who invented the H-bomb as well. So uh, this is old, old stuff that they were working on years ago, which they're actually implementing now for real on a, on a worldwide scale. I've got people in, in visiting Norway right now who are watching it getting sprayed across the, the tops of the mountains there as well. Uh, it's all over the world, and people are getting very sick from it. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so I, I notice that uh, people, they seem to be able to single people out as well, and, and uh, some people have worse frequency uh, issues than others. Like, for instance, your ears can heat up incredibly, mm-hmm. and you can have a splitting headache, which seems like you have a migraine, and you're totally incapacitated, whereas other people in your house are, are in various stages of discomfort from the frequencies, and some people don't even hear them, but they're completely right. losing their uh, short-term memory. Yeah. And... Um, we're seeing a lot of people come through uh, the clinic and talking about not having, being able to sleep or having chemtrail issues. Yeah. And we're treating someone with Morgellons right now. And we really want to find a doctor um, or some scientists or microbiologists that are left alive uh, that might be able to help uh, us form uh, a protocol or, or just to treat patients. Because um, if we do stand a chance at uh, surviving this, um, we think that it would be through uh, that sort of help, um, somebody willing to work outside the system. They can't do it within the system or they'd be, no. uh, you know, what will happen, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And also the other thing I wanted to say is that I think uh, we, we should develop a way to sort of identify and process uh, minions and uh, people that are in a uh, de facto position of uh, treason and uh, criminal conspiracy by not um, protecting uh, the people in the public but be engaging in this uh this form of global genocide and atrocity, war crimes, etc. Yeah. And um, I don't want to get, you know, I mean, well, it's too late. I mean, we're, we're already cooked as far as I'm concerned, yeah. my, my family and I. But um, uh, what, what I think should be happening is we should form a, a mechanism where we show the minions and the people working in this system the error of their ways and that they're, they're betraying their families, their communities, their countrymen and uh you know they're also doing a lot of harm to uh, their own souls and they might not be completely psychopathic like the 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 creeps that are running the whole show 
and they might be able to jump ship. And I'm trying to communicate with the uh, the local people in the, the military and uh, the Navy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the Canadian Navy is involved in this. I know definitely the U.S. Navy has a five-year plan for the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. That's their language. They're using Joseph Stalin's language there, aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. The Canada is involved with them. There's no doubt on it at all. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. So I did, that's what I was thinking. But um, I'm trying to sort of get people in the lower, mid, and upper levels that are just uh, compartmentalized and don't really know what's going on at this point because I've got nothing to lose because the uh, the frequencies are, are uh, severely incapacitating for me and they're doing that. Uh, I just feel like they're sometimes just frying my brain. Yeah. And my, there, my organs are getting microwaved and there's really not uh, a lot of time left to do anything else. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to get it documented and have witnesses around it. What the public, well, see, the, the general public have a hard time believing that there's a mass cull going on. There's a mass cull for depopulation going on. And uh, I've, I've touched on this before. Um, when you have world meetings and they have departments on population control, and when you have the big... Uh, um, group under Rockefeller having their global meetings with Oprah Winfrey and so on, Bill Gates talking about the need now to go into rapid depopulation, not just sterilization, but rapid depopulation, and that was in the news, mainstream again, uh, then these guys mean business. They, you see, uh, they're only the front spokespeople for this, but um, this has been planned many, many years ago, tested out as far back in the 50s and the 60s, and it's been used for real today. So... Um, they're not going to stop because we asked them nicely. I, I know that for a fact. They're not going to stop. They won't you know, stop. That way, because they, they've got as, as much to lose as we do. I think now that they've done 9/11 and they've gone this far, and you know they're killed off. Oh, it's too far. They can't go back. They burned their bridges. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so all our lives depend on it. And I think you know the one thing we have going for us is that we're right, yeah. and uh, we've seen this sort of thing before. So like. Um, after I was in the Jane Burgermeister forum, just briefly, I wasn't actually an active member, but I was I was in it and watching and following along. Yeah. Um, I saw that she was able to get the uh, the 81% of the German military told them where they're going to shove those needles if they tried to force vaccinate them. Yeah. And I thought the reason they they increased the attacks in August was uh, coinciding with the kids returning to school, and they probably was was part of that agenda so they could uh, further chemically or or whatever you know medically lobotomize us. Mm-hmm. And, and what they can also do too, you see, they, they go for the, the young and the elderly. It's quite easy. It's, it's a standard procedure with diseases and so on. And uh, uh, they'll just put down to flu symptoms and so on and all that kind of stuff, death by flu. And, oh, my God, it's a flu pandemic again. And, and people will adapt to that belief very quickly too, believe you me. The mass population adapt very quickly to propaganda. And... Um, Unfortunately, that will be terribly true. But I think that's all part of it, Alex, to be honest with you. But, yeah, we can't stop because this is, this is literally life or death. I see it here all the time. I've seen the stuff come down in the winter time when it hasn't probably dissolved. And it's like candy floss all over a tree. It just lands like a big uh, candy cane you, you get at the circus, you know. Um, and then it, it sits there for a while, and then it starts to sort of melt off and frizzle away. Uh, but I had, a, I had a tree covered with this stuff. I watched it coming down from the sky, uh, and the planes were going like crazy. And I guess they were still using the summer mix, because, and, the, and the air was cool, so it had not to mix, you see. And it came down and stuck on this big tree outside the house. Uh, so, yeah, it's nasty stuff. We, we, you know, we're definitely at their mercy. And what can you do when an air forces across the world are using this on their own people? 
Right. Um, yeah. I saw the pictures on your site. of the. It looked like spider webbing. And um, yeah. I know from making smoke in the special effects business, which is what I was doing when I got hit by the car, mm-hmm. I'm still a member, but um, I would never get involved in it again, mainly because I listened to you and I, I learned about um, neuro-linguistic programming and satanic messaging in the media, mm-hmm. um, which is why now I do what I'm doing for no money. Um, yeah. And uh, I try and wake people up and alert them to what's going on as they're sending all their children and trying to pipe them all off to hell. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I saw what was going on, and this is a lot like when we let out a, maybe we have a, a malfunction on a smoker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm also reminded of that uh, field down in the United States that had all those uh, burn spots on the leaves and stuff. So they, they yeah. just uh, sometimes they just screw up and they might squirt the wrong component or wrong mix or there's a malfunction in the in the in the yeah. or, or they'll test some new chemical and observe the population. See, in Canada, too, with the, the kind of national health service system we have, uh, t- 10 years ago, I think it was, or maybe more, um, it, it was, um, they put one main computer, it was in the mainstream media, in, in Ottawa, that, that had all the data for every Canadian coming up, updated daily, including all their medical records as they went into doctors' clinics. It, all that stuff was immediately a central computer. And they had an argument in parliaments about it, uh, so, you know, it's too much power to give um, anyone. I think it was McClellan that was in charge at the time. And uh, so what they did after this long debate, supposedly, was split it into two computers, two computers. So that satisfied the public that all their data, their medical records, as what they're doing, you see, they have a constant pulse on who's getting sick and which area, which region. And they can alter their mixes and all the rest of it. That's what they're doing with all of this. Because right to Ottawa. Yeah. yeah, I've been saying that because, uh, you know, they recently put us all on an international health care database registry so the yes. New World Order government can watch as we walk, well, at, while we're sitting in the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. The doctor types and he enters it onto the computer, so they're watching the results real time now. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And they're also uh, watching the, the sales of antibiotics to try and clear up all the bronchial problems they keep getting, persistent uh, bronchial problems. Uh, but it doesn't matter because how many antibiotics you take because um, this stuff is literally corroding the lining in your lungs and your trachea, and that's what allows bacteria right back in again. So uh, it's, a, it's a, a vicious circle we're in here. Yeah. Right, and you know, uh, speaking of antibiotics, um, every time I go in to get mine, because I've been on them for 12 years because yeah. uh, they just won't fix something uh, that's mm-hmm. wrong with me. I, I'm sure you could fix it with a certain... Uh, mineral or a difference in acidity or something, but uh, I had a scalp condition, and uh, everybody's going, wow, they're killing you, you know, like, I mean, it's been said by specialists and doctors and mm-hmm. lawyers, everybody, that, but no one will take my case, of course. Well, when I go into the pharmacists or I, I go and interview pharmacists now and doctors all the time that don't have anything to do with me because I don't want to get any in trouble, um, they're expressing outrage and alarm and concern that there are never enough antibiotics anymore. There's deficits. Mm-hmm. And they're telling doctors to cut back on them and try and tell the patients to go home and try other methods, etc. This is all part of the big agenda. Yeah. It's all part of the agenda, Alex. Yeah, yeah and in Victoria, they, they don't have, uh, let's say, for instance, I'm on Keflex. They don't have that, so then I have to go and take erythromycin for a while, and that doesn't work, and I'm bounced from one antibiotic to the other and then back to Keflex again. Yeah. And they, they ran out again the last time I went to fill it. So, I mean, I've been talking to people about this quite a lot. And they said they're really alarmed because the pharmacists are extremely frustrated. They have to keep phoning the doctor's office. That's right. 
And this is the thing too, that America's got this wonderful uh, healthcare system, this national health system, this minimalistic healthcare system to come to them now. They all think they're going to get a thing for free in a wonderful system. It's going to be the same kind of system here and in Britain where it's all slashing costs and all the rest of it. But, but thanks for calling, Alex, and I'll, I'll treat the next caller too. Yeah. Now there's, um, there's also Tom from Wisconsin. Are you there, Tom? Hello? Hi, Alan. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I The reason I called tonight was I, I wanted to give my testament to how terribly indoctrinated and mind-controlled the certain segments of the population are specifically. Um, I, th- I think what's happening is the awakening uh, is happening amongst those that are feeling the pinch, feeling the, the, the boot of the New World Order the most right now. Yeah. And they're most receptive to the idea that the explanations they've been getting through the media that they've always known to be, you know, kind of bogus to begin with, usually, at least it's sort of the general line. Uh, but there's actual concrete evidence for it, and people are now more open to it. But what I've also found in my recent experience is that, especially in the universities and colleges and in the upper middle class areas uh, where you have half a million dollar and up uh, homes, uh, there's no interest at all in um, having an urgency to figure out what's going on and what the future is going to hold. Even even though I've even though I've explained it in depth to several people at the, at a uni- local uh, university, and even though I went door to door to try and just say, hey, you know, what are you doing about your food situation? Do you want to plant a garden? Do you want to grow your own food? I'm doing that with one of your neighbors down the street. I'm just trying to you know help people out. And somebody actually called the cops, Alan. So really. Yeah, yeah, and sent it to the person's house that I was doing the gardening thing with. So um, the the indoctrination and the mind control is well in toad. Um, I think it's really just a matter of the acceleration into the giant sucking sound of this new world order, and uh, the faster that they that they push it, I think the less opportunity that we're going to have to actually find our way out of it. You're quite right, because people actually adapt to the changes to enter the new system automatically without thinking of actually going through it. And uh, I've seen this happen in other countries. I've talked to lots of people from the ex-Soviet countries who see it happening in the U.S. and Canada, and the Canadians are oblivious to it. But it also it's backed up with, with uh, different uh, subsequent reports from the Club of Rome, the big think tank for the U.N., who have come out and said openly in the last few articles that the system they bring in now must go into a more totalit- a more authoritarian mode uh, and, and less being around with democracy and so on. It must be authoritarian to get the job done. And that's what we're seeing now. It's authoritarian. Yeah, Yeah. It's I'm, I'm shocked, especially at times when I would think that people would be open to the idea because of all the bad news. But I think it, it almost not like the... And I and I was listening to your talks from uh, weeks ago. I, I listened to them over and over again because there's always nuances that I miss. And there was one thing that you pointed out uh, several times in one show about how they place news stories on the paper to confuse your emotion, to confuse your your focus, so that you asso- you cross associate you know different things, yeah. and then you then you end up taking no action because you, your your mind is blown. By how, 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 by the contrast of the different things. And the one thing I'd like to point out is, 
the, the recent USA Today headlines from, from today's paper had 55 uh, and older, you know, basically the, the American dream is over for you. And then in the next column over, they actually had, oh, the war or the, the battles in the South are, are too violent and the war is not going to be over. So it's like, you know, they're really hitting us from all angles, and um, mm -hmm. it's going to be a really tough battle for the minds of the uh, zombies. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's a battle really ultimately for the mind, to conquer the mind, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for calling. And now there's also um, Charles in Toronto. Are you there, Charles? Alan, can you hear me? Hello, yes. Alan, can you hear me? Hello. Yeah. Hello, can you, yes, can you hear me today? I can. Okay, great. Um, there's a couple of questions. I've been listening to you for quite a while, and uh, I really have to credit you with a lot of information. It's been really inspirational in a lot of ways. But I've always been meaning to ask you, um, is there anybody that uh, that you admire or somebody who's sort of uh, helped guide you? Or like, I'm not saying necessarily have met them, but there's been sort of uh, a person or a group of people that, uh, although I know you're not big on groups, that you could say that's uh, you know uh, something I've learned a great deal from? That's one question. I've got a second one, too. Mm -hmm. Well, to be honest with you, a bit lots of people, and the problem is that when you meet so many people who are into different ways of, of trying to find out what's happening in the world, they often jump on something very quickly and they stick with it. They don't go beyond it, and I, I find most people are like that, um, and also they have to back up what they're saying as well. Uh, if you're going to show it to other people or convince other people, you must show them documentation uh, and point them to the right books or something or or um, um, actual admissions by the big boys themselves. Uh, most people will jump on something which is more of a theory uh, and they don't go beyond it. Um, a couple of guys I knew years ago are dead now. Uh, they certainly helped me out when it came into the, the society side of things and how the societies work globally towards the agenda. Hold on, we're back after this break. We're back, cutting through the matrix, talking to it's Charles from Toronto. He was asking me if anybody had, had had any major influence. I think probably the person who influenced me the most, and also influenced me. He he had an idea that I was a bit different from other youngsters, and that was when I was very young. It's primary school we called it when you start at five and so on. And I was a bit of a handful. I didn't like the school at all. I thought it was nonsense, all clapping your hands together and stuff like that. And uh, I just stopped going, and eventually the they uh, put me back in front of a big panel. They were going to send me off to a young offender so I didn't go to school. And I told them all the reasons why I wasn't going. I said, I, I, this is all, it was all group stuff. It was group stuff at five years old. Clap hands together, all say this together. And um, I said it was utterly boring. And uh, the headmaster eventually gave me, through his connections, he got passes for me to go into adult libraries, where, and especially ones that had very old books and so on. And I literally used them like crazy, and I walked into town every weekend and spent the weekend in those libraries, uh, just going over old histories. And then you know, I'd come back to school, and I'd say, how come the history we've been taught now about even Scotland and England are completely different from the ones they wrote at the time, from people who lived through the changes? But that's how I learned, was basically by using the materials that were available for those that wanted to use them, and really saying, I, you know, I didn't want to read the children's books, I didn't want to read the little novels, 
and stuff like that. I want to find out how this system worked, obviously, because I saw the hardships around me. I saw the working class communities um, and how they lived. And uh, I also saw how the elite lived on uh, occasion when you see someone's television. Um, so things were all wrong. It was, obviously, it was all wrong. And I thought, well, Great Britain has been plundering the planet for so many centuries. Uh, how come this is all great, and yet we're also darn poor, and a small minority have all the cash? And that led into the fact that, that governments in all ages have been really just fronts for a particular high class of people, and they've always um, fed off uh, the people. And they've always survived, even, even though they send the public off to war to fight for them. They cull off what they call excess population in war. And they also uh, end up um, conning you back into liking them or giving you a vote and giving you democracy, as they call it. But, and then I, re- I realized, too, that um, the politicians were selected years before we ever heard their names. And I've no doubt at all that prime ministers and, and presidents are told years before when their turn would come and when they'd be put into office. That's what I truly believe. And then Carl Quigley definitely in his writings um, put all that into perspective. Pretty, pretty well verified exactly all of that. And he was the, the gatekeeper, you might see, for the, the records and archives of the Council on Foreign Relations. And he said, really, since the late 1800s, there hasn't been a democratically elected president in the U.S. They've all been top CFR members in all parties. So that goes the same for every other country because that's just a, a, the American branch of the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which now also has a branch running the whole European Parliament. There's nothing democratic about it. They have their world agenda. Read all the literature from the Council on Foreign Relations. Read all their old books. And even if it costs you a lot of money, try and get their old um, annual meeting books going back into the 20s and 30s. And they outlined the whole agenda for the world back then, including the world wars that were coming up. Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton has been quoted as saying, or this, this was uh, given by some... Patriot, I don't know if it was Alex Jones or somebody mentioned that uh, when she was in college, she was quoted as saying, I'm, I'm with Bill Clinton because I know he, or Bill Clinton is great because he's going to be president of the United States. <laughs> yes, that's that's correct. Yeah. I can't, I can't prove it, but I, I seem to remember hearing that. I had one other question I was really hoping. Uh, that's the music coming in, though, and we're just going out. <laughs> so, from Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>